turning a personal passion into a business you love. On today's episode, you'll hear how Nicole went all in with her guinea pig box and how it exploded to over 500 subscribers in only a few months. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Hey everybody, it's Sarah here and I have Nicole Jenny with me. Uh, she is the founder of the G-Pig Box and you're probably already wondering what is a G-Pig Box. So I'm super excited to have Nicole here with me. We're going to talk about her super specific niche. We're going to talk about her journey and some things that she's learned along the way. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you just introduce yourself and let's talk about what a G-Pig Box really is. <laughs> hey everyone. Um, thanks for having me here, Sarah. Um, I, I'm Nicole. I'm the founder of GPIG Box, and a GPIG Box is a subscription box for guinea pig owners. So, new owners, experienced owners, everybody who loves all things guinea pigs, we've put it into a box, we've spoiled your pigs, and we've also included things for yourself. Um, so, it caters to guinea pigs and humans. So I'm not even going to front, like I knew what a guinea pig was before you had joined Launcher Box, but I totally had to Google it because I was like, what is this thing? I was thinking it was like a hamster and, but it's like 10 times cuter than a hamster, right? So it's super, it's super niche. So I want to talk about, let's, let's start, let's just tell them about your journey of why you selected the guinea pigs to be your box and you know how this has all come about. So why don't you tell them your story? Sure. Um, Well, I had guinea pigs growing up and they've always been like a sweet little um, pastime memory of mine. And um, as an adult, I've I've kind of been in the pet space for the last 15 years. My first job out of college was working for a dog product company where I was designing some products and doing graphic design there. And I kind of broke away from that company. I started my own thing and I've been in the pet space for quite a while. Um, And recently in the pandemic, just like a crazy turn of events, um, my grandmother became very ill very quickly and we lost her due to COVID-19. And I, I guess when I was going through grief, I was finding some happiness with animals. I, I, have always been connected to them. They've always been a part of my life and my career. And I was kind of finding myself following these cute little social media, you know, profiles with guinea pigs and rabbits and things like that. And um, I found myself at the pet store one day, just like staring at the guinea pigs. And I, and I felt like I really, I don't know, connected with them and felt purpose. I know that sounds sort of crazy, Um, but I ended up rescuing two in the height of the pandemic, Ginny and Pidge. And they are sisters. Um, they came and, from kind of a neglect situation, so they needed some care, and it, and it really helped me kind of get through the grief and find some purpose. And um, it started to sort of pivot, fetch pet products. So we looked at kind of what was going on in the pet space and in the small animal space in particular, and there really weren't options for subscription boxes or vendors that made too many products for small animals. So we kind of researched that. We looked at some um, audiences in Facebook and social media, and we felt like there really could be a presence for a box. And with my experience in graphic design and website making, I kind of quickly threw together a platform on Shopify to offer this box for sale. We curated just, you know, a month or two of boxes, got some inventory here and started selling and it just blew up. 
And okay. we couldn't be happier <laughs> that there are other people out there like us who, you know, at 30 something years old, love their guinea pigs as much as we do. <laughs> so. Well, I think that's, that's the fun part. And listeners, you can't see this like I can, but her guinea pigs <laughs> are behind her on this little dresser. They have this sweet little setup back there and they're running back and forth as she's talking about them. Um, so I'm, I'm watching Jenny and Pidge as I'm talking with Nicole, but let's, let's just back this up just a little bit before we get sure. into, um, all the stuff, because when you talk about, you know, a 30 year old that loves Guinea pigs, but this is really for anyone that loves Guinea pigs. So we talk about going super specific into our niche and really knowing what that customer is like. And your customer could be 10 years old. They could be 70 years old, but there's one very specific (laughs) thing about them and they love their Guinea pigs. And so And you really see this across the pet industry. Someone that loves their pets wants to have something for them. They love going shopping for their pets. They love having treats and gifts and fun new things for their pets. But you really couldn't find that in the guinea pig space when you started, right? Like that's where this all came about was that you couldn't find that what you were looking for, for the guinea pigs. So you thought, let me create that, right? Yes. Yes. There was, there was one company in particular that is overseas in the UK. And there's a very, very large following um, of guinea pigs in the UK, very popular over there. But, um, you know, with customs and importing, it was very expensive and it didn't seem like it was at the right price point for the box. Plus, I think there was a missed opportunity to cater to the owners because the stuff that was in that box was only for the guinea pigs. So um, yeah, we decided that let's try this, let's cater to the people who own them. And it just kind of by happenstance reached a very large, broad audience because I think going into it, we thought parents would be buying this for their kids or people of a younger age would be buying it. And we were really surprised to see after looking at all the data and the analytics that it's it's a larger generation of people that are over 30, over 40, who you know don't have kids anymore, just have guinea pigs, rescue guinea pigs. And we've even had customers, they've been wonderful because they reach out to us and they tell us where they need to see something. So they've been giving us a lot of feedback. And when we first started, we offered one type of box and we got all this feedback that people wanted double the stuff and they wanted more. So we created a whole other box and another line for them. And that's been just as successful. So it is really interesting to know that maybe you think you know your audience going into what you're doing, but then your audience comes out of the woodwork and it's something completely different than what you expected. So that's been fun. They, they really tell you what they want from you. Right. And I think that's where we get tripped up in our minds. A lot of times is that we think they want or need a certain thing, but that's not always the case. And so if we can open our minds and really listen to our customers, it just helps us grow that much more. Um, So I know that when I was looking at your social media, and this is what surprises me, you know, the most, when I look at launcher box members and the amount of subscriptions that they're doing, your social media is new. Like you started all of this really in December. So we're in April right now, as we're talking. So just a few months ago, your social media has about a thousand followers. Um, what would you say your email list, how many people you have on your email list? Oh, that's a great question. I know we have over 1500. Okay. So you have about the same amount of followers as on your email list, but you have now within four months, almost 400 monthly subscribers, right? We have, we have more, more than 400. We've just surpassed 500 as of yesterday. 
Oh my goodness. And I, I just, <laughs> I want people to understand that you don't have to have these big, huge audiences, right? No, like you don't mm-hmm. have to have these huge audiences. You just have to have the right audience. And I think that you've done that in a way that really just speaks to your customer. I've seen it in your box inserts. So the way that you have your box inserts, like you're just, you're speaking to, can you, can you describe those for someone listening? Like what the, like it's the language you use on your box inserts that just made me (laughs) smile. So tell us about those. We're all about puns here in the, in the house. So, um, we tried to figure out how many like puns we can use for guinea pigs. So we have things on our marketing that says it's going to be a good day or um, our tagline is hey there h-a-y as in like timothy hey what they eat so these cards that come come in the boxes when they first open the box says hey there in really big letters Um, and then we have a qr code that they scan to see in what's in every month's box but when we start our chats or any of our emails we say hey there and when we sign them we say it's gonna be a good day so it's just kind of like those little niche things that people don't expect from us and then they hear from us and they they get a, a chuckle out of just some of the punny humor that we use and i've seen them on your social media too so you're using the same thing with your box inserts you're just tying it all together you're talking about your emails i've seen it on your social media and then you have it in the box insert so they're really getting a complete experience when they come into your world from all of your marketing efforts and i just think it's super super awesome so thank you um, um congratulations and i know that i know we kind of went very quickly through the process of getting started, but let's just talk, let's backtrack a little bit. So mm-hmm. you had the idea, you, you were researching um, what you could do and what they needed. And then you decided, I'm going to start a subscription box. Mm-hmm. And you decided that in December, is that correct? December? Yeah, late December. Mm-hmm. Okay. You joined LauncherBox, you got things going. Um, and you're kind of, you're kind of a tech guru. And can we just say that you're, um, one of the favorites in the membership because Mm -hmm. you know, all the tech things. (laughs) Um, and so you were really able to fast track your launch, right? Let's just talk a little bit about those things that you needed to prepare for the launch of your box. Yes. So, uh, I joined, I joined LauncherBox in late December and I gathered as much information as I could to kind of get it to the place where I could launch it. And like you said, I kind of have perhaps an advantage to most because I understand how the back end of all of this tech works. But I decided to go with a Shopify platform because it was just the quickest way I could set up with a template, list some products and get selling. Um, And then using an app like Bold Subscriptions would help with the renewal process of the boxes. Um, But by researching my market and knowing who I had to get to researching all the processes really of fulfillment is what I really dove into because that was something that was new to me. Um, And as we had mentioned before, you and I do those things a little differently Mm -hmm. and we've had to kind of phase one and phase two in terms of our fulfillment process and how, how we're working with that and our number of subscribers. So we've had to look at um, third-party fulfillment options like ShipStation and get used to how that works and get that all in place before we launch. So there was a lot of research to be done in a very short amount of time to understand how all of that tech integrates, but um, it's it's been a really fun process and I learned something new every day. So you, you launched in January then, once you had all the tech yes. pieces together, you launched in January. And how many subscribers did you have right out of the gate in January? On day one, we got one order. 
one order. Okay. It starts with one, right? I tell everybody it starts with one. Started with one, then it went to five, five, four, nine, 12, nine, 12, nine, seven. And then we had it kind of evened out at 10 and then we increased our advertising budget. So we were running ads on Facebook. Um, now we have about 15 per day. Okay. So you're getting about 15 new subscribers a day. That's incredible. So you started with, and let's talk about the payment versus fulfillment aspect. Now, are you fulfilling these from your home? Do you have a warehouse? Do you have a, a location that you're fulfilling? How are you doing the fulfillment or how are you doing it in the beginning? And then let's talk about how that's transitioned. Yes. Um, so we do the, we do the fulfillment out of the house. We're currently doing it out of the house. Next month we will transition to a warehouse. Um, but the fulfillment process was um, sort of a six week prepayment. So when a customer goes and purchases their first box, uh, they have to wait until the 15th of the next month for fulfillment. We did this because we wanted to make sure we had no waste. So we didn't want to order too much inventory. And we really didn't know what our numbers would be the mm -hmm. first few months. So um, we had people pre-order. The cutoff day was the first of the month. So if they ordered February, the cutoff day was March 1st. And then their first box would ship the 15th. So that would allow us kind of a two-week buffer period to order everything we needed in order to fulfill all of those orders. And then it would repeat for the next month. So we did that for about three months and that's where we're at right now um, with the about five, 450 boxes that are going out this month. And they were fulfilled from my house um, and we've quickly grown out of that space. Uh, so we are getting a warehouse for May, um, but, our, but our subscription um, renewal is kind of changing. We're not cutting off at the first of the month anymore and we're changing that. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think it's important for listeners to understand that you've got to do what works for you. And so what works for me and some things that I teach doesn't always work for everyone. And that's the beauty of having a group like ours is that, um, you learn what other people are doing and you just make it, you tweak it and you make it work for you. So for you, packing and shipping 400 to 500 boxes at a time in your home is not ideal. If you could spread that out and pack and ship a little each week, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. It doesn't take over your whole space. So for you, you decided that instead of pushing all the payments onto one day and then doing fulfillment from that one day, you would is it, would you let them when they signed up, that's when their payment would hit every month. And so then you were just fulfilling orders that had come through all along the month as they are processing. Is that what changed for you? Yes, that's what's changing for us. So previously, like you said, they'd renew on the first and now we have 500 boxes that we have to fulfill in two weeks, which is not a sustainable um, way to do business, <laughs> especially with fulfillment. So we've decided starting May 2nd, that's when the next month like rolls over. Um, people will order, they will get their first box sent immediately, like within a week, and then they will renew on the same day that they purchased. So if they bought on the 15th, they'll renew then again on the 15th the next month. That saves us from having to skip the first month of reorder in bold because there's no buffer period and we've talked about that. Um, and that allows us to kind of spread out all of the fulfillment over a week so we can kind of pack once a week orders instead of slamming it all into a few days. So let's talk, 
let's talk a little bit about that timeline because we get those mm-hmm. questions all, all the time inside the group, sure. people trying to figure out that timeline. So if I subscribe today, when does my mm-hmm. box ship? So today, as of right now, for phase one of what we're still doing, your first box would ship May 15th. Okay. So it's 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 going to ship the next, it's going to ship the next month. So is that Mm -hmm. how it will go going forward? Like if they sign up in one month, your first box ships the next month. In one month from now, if they sign up, their first box will ship immediately. Immediately. So this is solving two problems. One, our customers have told us, well, I'm signing up now. It's early April. Why Mm -hmm. am I waiting six weeks for my box? And Mm -hmm. I understand that people are excited and they want to get their box immediately. But again, we were trying to kind of have the surprise factor that everyone would get their box at the same time. We were trying to have no waste in inventory. So to make sure our numbers were exactly correct for what we were ordering. But now that we've had so much fulfillment in such a short amount of time, we need to spread those things out. So in a month, if you order on May 15th, your first box will probably ship around the 18th of May. You'll get the May box. And then in June, your order will renew on June 15th and you'll get the June box. So it helps us spread out that fulfillment process. You get satisfaction almost immediately because your box ships right away. And so I think it solves a couple of problems, but I don't see anything wrong per se for what we did with phase one. And I want listeners to know that. Um, this helped us really get off the ground with what we were doing and have a good smooth process just for long-term. It wasn't sustainable. And by no means did we think we'd have 500 people in the first three months. So these are all good problems to have. We call this, you know, growing, growing pains of small business, but it's a good problem to have. And I think we wouldn't do it any other way. Um, it, it was a good way to start, but now to be able to adapt and change, I think is most important and have an open mind of maybe this isn't working anymore. Like this was working, it was going well, but we have to stay proactive and stay ahead of it so we can be the leader of what we're doing here, provide a great customer experience. I think every time that we refine our processes and we just get those better and better, it just makes us one more sustainable as businesses. And it just helps the workflow so much better because the last thing you want to be is stressed out over 500 guinea pig boxes. Like nobody, (laughs) nobody needs that kind of stress in their life, but Mm -hmm. it's amazing. It's amazing that you've built this reoccurring revenue into your business in the form of 500 subscription boxes within four months. Like can we just talk about how incredible that is? Like, what does that do for your business? Like, tell me how that's changed the business or your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think first I have to send a big thank you to you because I wouldn't even know where to start without the course. So like it, this wouldn't have been even a thought in my mind unless I got that Facebook ad that said, learn how to make a subscription box. I was like, hmm, guinea pigs, hmm, subscription box. Maybe there's something here. What a hobby post holiday. Let's see what's going on. So first of all, big thank you to you for that because I would have never had the thought to do it. But um, it's really helped our business. As I said, we've, we were a, we're a pet product company. We design and manufacture mostly previous to this um, dog products. And the dog product space is flooded with great brands. And it's very hard to compete kind of with what's out there. You really have to be different. You really have to be niche. And we offer products like inside out dog toys and things that just haven't been created yet. Um, but we don't have like the clout of these big businesses. So it sometimes it's hard to reach a large audience. Um, I actually think gpigbox.com helped us recently get into Petco, which is really exciting for us. So Fetch was kind of on the back burner for me. It was just kind of doing its thing, floating around, you know, at a plateau. 
uh, post-holiday. And with this new pivot or offering, I think we're getting a lot more traffic to our parent company, which is really exciting. So for me personally, it's been so fulfilling because I love Ginny and Pidge and I love what I do in the pet space. And this is new and exciting. Um, but overall, I think it's helped my business grown as a whole. I mean, I think we're up 30% in revenue for just the first quarter. And let's just celebrate because I didn't know that you got into Petco. I didn't know that. So I just found we, out yesterday. Can you just share that in the group? Because I know that so many <laughs> of them would love to celebrate with you. And I, that's oh, a thank big you. deal, Nicole. That's a big deal. It's exciting. Um, yeah. Wow. So I, I hope if you're listening that you got lots of good nuggets out of Nicole's journey here. And here's the thing. Don't be afraid to start. Um, find something you're passionate about, right? Nicole, like really go all in with something you're passionate about. Yes. Work through the hard things. Um, you know, for Nicole, it was figuring out the, the payment fulfillment situation and how that's going to work for her. Um, and so figuring those out, figuring out what works for your business is super important. And Nicole, what advice would you give to anyone listening that is maybe just starting out? They're maybe sitting there thinking they're ready to start their subscription box, but they just haven't taken that leap yet. What advice would you give for them? Start. Just start. Start. Um, if you're curating a box and you're going between two products and you've been sitting on this for a week, pick one, get the box ready, choose what you're going to choose, start somewhere. If the margins aren't where they're going to be, you know, if they're not where you wanted them to be for the first month, then change it for the next month. But you need to start, you need to start moving. Um, I think with tech, if you want something that's simple and easy and to get off the ground to just start selling, Pick a platform like Shopify that's all kind of done for you, get it going, and then realize that this is an evolution. It's never going to be perfect to start. And with people that I work with from the group that are making Shopify stores, you know, they've said, I've been doing this for six months or I've been waiting on this for four months. That's way too long. Just start somewhere, get it off the ground, get it launched, get it to your audience, and then evolve with it because that's the best way to grow and to learn. I thought I had it perfect in the first week and I'm still making changes on my website every day. So don't think that being done and launching that that's it. That's the finish line. That's, that's just the start. That's just the beginning. This is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So just realize that you need to get it out there. You need to get going and then it will evolve. It's a process. Yeah. It's, it's kind of messy in the beginning and you figure it sure. out along the way. And, and just like Nicole said, it's a marathon. Like well, this is a long game. This is mm -hmm. not a short win. This is a long-term gain for your business. This is long-term um, income for yourself. Like this is a long game. And so it starts with one. Nicole says she got one subscriber on the day that she launched. It starts with one and we keep building on that. And she's very quickly built on that. And so I hope it inspires you to get going um, and not worry about all the things. Just get going, listen to your customers the way Nicole did, and it'll make your box that much better and just figure out your processes. Nicole, where can the guinea pig lovers that are listening here find you? gpigbox.com. Okay. You can find Nicole at gpigbox.com. Thank you for listening. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It was great. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Join us right back here next week for another episode. 
If the idea of creating a subscription box is swirling around in your head, I encourage you to head over to launchyourboxwithsarah.com, get on our wait list, and grab some of our free downloads to help you get started. That's launchyourboxwithsarah.com.